Welcome to Fictionary. I'm your host, Deetra, and I'm so glad that you're here and that you are you. If this is your first time joining me, Fictionary is a place for you to sit back, relax, and escape reality for a few moments. Today, I'm sipping on a nice warm cup of fresh apple cider. I'm not going to throw shade on pumpkin spiced everything. You know, I've been known to partake in a PSL on occasion, but I will take a stance and I'm going to say that in the battle of the fall flavors, apple cider is the winner for me. It's just fresh and crisp and tasty. Plus, have you guys tried an apple cider donut? Have you tried it? Because if you haven't, you're missing out. That right there, my friends, is true living, okay? That is the true taste of fall. The apple cider donut and cup of warm apple cider delicious so anyway i have decided that it's time for me to foray back into the world a little bit more and so far i have failed pretty miserably at my um albeit somewhat meager and lackluster attempts i joined a meetup uh no i'm not looking for hookups at least not advertently but you know what happens happens i actually joined so that i could find some groups of people or at least a group of people or maybe a person uh (laughs) that has similar interest and they just want to hang out i'm looking for some friends um i tried it back in 2019 before the world officially lost its gd mind and you know it was fun And then 2020 happened and everything about life was put on pause. And, you know, since we're now basically almost into 2022, like, I don't know how that happened, but it blinked and we're just a few months away from a new year. Um, Anyway, I decided that it's time for me to take back my life. So I reactivated my meetup account. Hello. If you're out there, you know, hit me up (laughs) if you like reading and I don't know. I'm kind of boring. Ugh, anyway, <laughs> um, I so far I've RSVP'd to about four events and then I backed out at the last minute. Um, and I don't really have any viable excuses for why I keep punking out on these meetups other than maybe I've become just a wee bit um, agoraphobic in the last year. Like I've always appreciated solitude and I've always appreciated like the comfort of my home and my space but I feel like that has only grown stronger especially since I started working from home full-time and I know it's not been that long but guys I literally never have to leave my house if I don't want to like I can get everything delivered in I, I work from home everything I do I can do at home um so I don't have to leave if I don't want to and I mean I realize that I do want to. It's just that when I get outside, I start feeling panicky and then people get on my nerves. I feel anxious and then I'm ready to fight with everyone that I see. And this is not normal for me. So I'm working on breaking down that uh, anxiety that comes one outing at a time. Hashtag goals. So it's back to meet up for me. Um, To keep myself accountable, I'm going to be giving you guys updates on my adventures just to prove that I'm actually going out and doing stuff. Um, I'm going to start small and I'm going to do a Zoom workout group um, that I found on Meetup and then I'll do an actual event that requires me to leave the comfort and safety of my own home. 
Um, but I'll keep you guys posted on how it goes and hopefully it'll be fun. I don't know. I need to break out of this little rut that I've gotten myself into. But moving on to funner things, in honor of spooky season, we have to talk about a spooky, creepy something. So while it's not stereotypically spooky, it is definitely a scary look into humanity. So that's right, folks. We're going to talk about the show everyone is talking about right now, Squid Games. Hey, this is a show from South Korea, and I'm going to like do a little interjection here and say, as a side note, I have been into K-dramas, K-pop, K-beauty, and Korean culture for years and years and years before anyone else liked it. I liked it before it was popular over here. Okay, I just want to make that clear. And now the rest of the world has jumped on board the train, and you know, it's feeling a little bit crowded. But you know, let me be gracious and say welcome to the ride, everyone. Enjoy, even though when I asked you before, hey, have you heard of this group? You guys were like, uh, no, super what? Super junior, what is that? Only an amazing boy band from South Korea, but whatever. When I was like, hey, did you see uh, Boys Over Flowers? And you guys were like, uh, it has subtitles, nah. Um, whatever, I'm glad that you guys are now finally understanding the greatness that I've been trying to introduce to you repeatedly, but <sighs> woosa. <laughs> Okay, so now that I've established my claim, <laughs> I have no actual claim, we're going to talk about Squid Games. Um, it's a South Korean television series that's available on Netflix, and it's a survival drama, and it centers around this ne'er-do-well character named Sung Gi-ho, and we're introduced to him, sorry, Sung Gi-hoon, um, and we're introduced to him, and his life is like literally in the crapper. He lives off his mother. He's a deadbeat dad. He has a gambling problem. He owes lots of money to some loan sharks. Um, he just got the mess kicked out of him and uh, signed off some agreement to sell his organs. Like, he's at the lowest point of his life. And, um,. This is when he gets invited to participate in these games to win some money. And so he signs on um, and he has no idea where he's going or what it entails. And he's drawn by the promise of wealth, right? Money. Money is that uh, motivating factor for him. So, but he isn't the only one. There are a total of 456 players, um, including um, Gihun who are invited to these mysterious games. And so all of the people that wind up there, they're all in similar financial straits and they're lured by the possible chance to win billions of won in prize money if they win six games over 60 six days. So sounds simple enough. And they're like, explain the games are like kids games um, that they've played in the past. So they're like, all right, cool. So the very first game they play is red light, green light. Okay, if you guys are familiar, um, there's a person that's it, and when they're facing you, it's red light, and if you move, then you have to go back to the beginning, and they catch you, right? So, like, if you wobble or anything, they're like, they're, oh, you moved, you have to go back to the start, and then when they turn around and their back is to you, then they yell green light, and that's your opportunity to run, but as soon as they turn back around and yell red light, you have to freeze. Um, so, easy game, innocent enough, right? That's until they actually start playing. So there's this giant robot girl who's calling the game. She has like these radar, laser, <laughs> these crazy laser eyes where she can like scan the whole crowd and like sense any kind of movement at all. Um, so this robot girl, she's calling the game. She turns around 
And when she turns around and uh, says red light, all of the players run. And then when she turns back around and um, she's facing them, they all need to freeze. And easy, right? It's fun. Um, And, you know, like we said in the normal game, you go back to the beginning if you're caught moving. Not in Squid Games, as we soon find out. If you get caught moving, you get shot dead on the spot, like dead. And so when all of the players realize this, the game isn't just a simple win or lose game, but it's life or death. Everyone goes into a craze and they're running and all hectic and trying to escape and stuff. And the group is cut down to about half. So it's like a bloody field of terror and you're watching and it's just like so tense and you're rooting for people to to make it and it's just like insane. And that's the first game. And that's as much as I'm going to tell you guys because I want you to watch the show because it's so good. Um, And I don't know, it just it really delves into the motivations of people and the heart of people. And um, when you watch, there's these episodes that are going to leave you shaken um, and questioning things. And there's episodes that are going to make you cry. There's episodes that are going to make you rage and um, some that are just going to make you think and like leave you kind of like, oh, I don't know what I just watched. And then, of course, there's like the um, blood and gore factor um, because there's a lot of killing, a lot of death. Like I said, they start out with 456 players in the game. Um... They don't end with 456 players. Enough said. Um, Anyways, it's definitely worth a watch. I highly recommend it. Um, I wouldn't watch it with the kids. I wouldn't let my kids watch it. Just a personal opinion, like maybe teenagers. But even then, I don't know, it's a lot. But yeah, definitely not young children. Um, Probably the most accurate description I've seen of it is... Hunger Games meets Kill Bill, which is kind of pretty apt to like what happens in the story, except I don't know. It's crazy because like all of the characters, like I said, are in similar situations as uh, Gi-Hoon, our main uh, protagonist. And, you know, like last week we talked about just like how when we look at like a main character or like our quote unquote hero of a story, um, we're looking at them and expecting them to be these perfect people and Gi-hoon we're rooting for him but he are you you may find yourself rooting for him or you may find yourself not rooting for him but it's like very interesting and and it's across the board with all of the characters because they're very complex right like in one instance you're like oh my god you're such a jerk and then the next instance you're like oh my gosh like I get it go man go or go girl go but like so I love that I love when you can't just be uh, straight across the board like this is how this person is 100% of the time and that's just how they are. Um, they don't keep them stagnant and so this is a really good uh, show worth the watch and watch it with the subtitles y'all unless you speak Korean. Okay don't watch it dubbed. Uh, dubs are the worst. Also you guys if you're listening to Fictionary you're probably a reader anyway so you probably watch shows that are <laughs> are subtitled it's more fun that way to me and I also feel like I speak Korean because I I listen to it in Korean and then like read the translations so I find myself um saying things in Korean and I don't know people might find it offensive but I really it's not disrespectful like I really want to learn Korean so I feel like it helps me to get better at it so you know 
All right. Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and get into our stories for today. I'm going to be reading three original short fiction stories. I'll give you the title. I'll give you the genre. I'll give you the word or the character. And then I'll give you the action. And then each story is 100 words or less. And they are written by moi, yours truly. (laughs) So, all right, let's get started. Do you want to build a snowman? The genre is thriller, the action is killing, and the word is warmth. I am cold again. Banshee howls twirl around me in an intimate dance, touching every part of me with ice. Crystalline exhalations reveal that I am still alive, but I will not last. Compelled by the need for warmth, I surge forward, fighting through the icy sludge and the spicule fog. I cannot see anything. The cold is devouring me whole. Salvation arrives in the form of a young man, leaving the bar alone. Lifting my knife in my frozen hand, I stab. As the blood begins to flow, the howling ceases and the warmth floods my body. The end. Ooh, y'all. Okay, so when I wrote this one, I was thinking about like serial killers, and because you know I've mentioned it before, but I listen to like a lot of um, true crime podcasts and watch like true true crime uh, shows and things like that. And um, I don't know, it's just like the 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 draw that causes people to keep killing again, and. Um, in my mind, I was thinking about just how, like, maybe, like, they feel cold, and the only time they feel warm is when they kill, right? So, I don't know. That was my my thoughts behind it. I was inspired by serial killers. <laughs> so, I hope you enjoyed. All right, let's get ready for our next story. Our next story is titled Forgiveness. The genre is parable. The word is pantry, and the action is forgiving. A young man would often visit his grandmother. He was welcome to everything in her home, except for one locked pantry. One day, as his grandmother napped, he became curious and broke the lock. Opening the pantry, he was swarmed by giant moths. As moths touched him, memories came of awful things he had done to his grandmother. Awakening, she ran to him, swatting at the pesky moths. They landed on her, and her countenance became haggard. Together, they carefully collected the stubborn moths and placed them back into the cabinet, carefully locking it once again. The end. So, I know, I hate, I just feel like I gotta explain them because they're only 100 words, but I hope that you guys got um, what I was uh, trying to lay down here. But, you know, the idea of forgiveness, when we forgive somebody, um, you know, they say forgive and forget. Um, And the reason why is because if you continually bring those things back, it, they they destroy right and like moths when they're in your home they eat away at the materials or your fabric right and they're just like they're there and they could be just like hidden but they're destroying your clothing from and and you find all of these ho- holes and things right 
And so the moths were like those memories or those things that had happened in the past that she had forgiven him for. And by by reopening it and bringing them back to the forefront, all it did was try to destroy him and destroy her. So when we decide to forgive, I think it really is important to move forward from those things. And, you know, they, they're always there. Like, that's why she has the cabinet. They're, they're locked away there. But you don't keep bringing it up because every time you bring it up, all it does is erode and destroy that relationship. So that was my thoughts behind that story. All right, let's get ready for our final story of the day. Our final story is titled Finders Keepers. The genre is romantic comedy. The action is finagling a situation. And the word is pen. He broke my heart three years ago, and now he is standing in front of me in a crowd of reporters preparing to ask me a question. Miss Armstrong. My heart breaks anew hearing him speak to me so formally. I look at his rottenly handsome face and decide. I want him back. I deploy my Oscar-winning acting skills and feign a sensationally dramatic faint. Before I touch the ground, he is there, breaking my fall. His arms tighten around me like old times. I wink and hold something up to him. I think you dropped your pen. The end. All right, I like this. You know, sometimes you have to make your own opportunities, guys. And I'm not saying lie, but you know, sometimes you just gotta finagle a situation. You gotta work the room. If you wanna talk to somebody, you gotta make it happen. If you want um, something to uh, move forward or progress, sometimes you just gotta gotta do a little something, something to make it do that, to happen. You can't just uh, sit around and wait for it to happen to you. So I like that. She was like, I still want him. So I'm gonna get him back in. She did what she needed to do, get back in his arms again. Well, I wonder what will happen in the future for their relationship. But anyway, um, hope you guys enjoy the stories for today. We'll be back again next week with some new stories for you to enjoy. And, you know, it's still spooky season, so we're going to have some spookiness. Also, I'm about to go to a pumpkin patch with my nephew, so I'm super excited about that. Yay, pumpkin patch. You know, you got to do at least one fall activity um, each week um, during October, because why not? But all right, guys, I hope you enjoyed. Until next time, keep on reading.